Hey, kids. You know what sucks about living in a ground-level apartment in New York City? No, what? Well, I'll tell you, Alana. It's when a fucking construction company decides that at 8 a.m. they're going to use a jackhammer right outside your window on the sidewalk for several hours. Oh, you, that happens uh, in other places, too. Right, but I don't live in other places. Also, yeah. long story short, I do not know the difference between thunder and the people that live above me having sex. Because I thought we were in the middle of a thunderstorm the other day. So I looked out the window and it was clear as can be. And I realized that it was the bed frame of the people that live above me knocking boots. Do you know what sex is? That's debatable. <laughs> and some of the women... Well, we're not going to get into that. That's definitely debatable. <laughs> no, no, no. This is a safe place. It's a safe place. No, yeah, yeah. I, the people that live above me, I've never met them before, but there's always weird noises. And I don't mean weird like sexual noises. Like there was a night where there was a bunch of people imitating dogs, mm. like a bunch of people just going rough, rough, <laughs> and then they'd be laughing and then they would do it again. But it went on for way too long. Uh, it was probably like uh, an SNL audition, but just for dog sounds. Possibly. Or it's just I live in a building with psychopaths. Welcome, everyone, to the Play Too Much podcast. I'm Alana. I'm Mark. Uh, and we are having a lovely weekend uh, in New York City. Uh, we started our morning right with uh, an interview, a Skype interview with Kiro BC uh, all the way out in London, England. Um don't worry, I did not do an English accent while we talked to him, because that would be rude. Let's hear it. What do you want me to say? Iron Maiden is fucking awesome. <laughs> uh, Iron Maiden is fucking awesome. That sounded Australian. Well, anyways, you're distracting me. We had an awesome podcast with Kiro BC, and we learned a lot about his work ethic, his thought process when he's making his songs and guys like i feel like he might blow up soon so maybe just listen to this interview and put some knowledge in your brains all right goodbye hello and we are joined by the super talented kiro bc all the way from london how are you doing hey there i'm i'm doing good just sat in a, a sunny room, listening to you guys over Skype. What time is it there now? I'm really bad with time zones. I don't even know what time it is here. It's about 10 to 5. Okay, that's not bad. Is Late your afternoon. Night, is your night just starting? No, well, lots of my friends are out of town this weekend, all off visiting family and stuff. So um, I've just been at home playing with my synths, noodling away. That seems like a good way to spend a night. I usually just uh, put on Netflix and write in my notebook. Um, so let's talk about your new EP, Artifice, uh -huh. and the two singles that are out now, Rooms and Stepping on Keys. Um, how long were you working on this project before it was released? Um, I kind of started putting stuff together probably about six months before Stepping on Keys mm -hmm. came out. But it was all... It was all in quite an inchoate stage, just uh, kind of lots of separate mm. project files, and like bringing it all together was was quite a challenge for the for the end point. We were listening to it before we started chatting, and how would you describe like your style and what genre of music you're in? Because we were, we we were having trouble coming up with a name for it. What would you describe it as? I guess it's probably 
in form, it's probably closest to like R&B, I guess, in lots of ways. Um, but it's kind of got uh, kind of tech elements to it and kind of beat elements to it. And yeah, maybe just like really, really subby R&B. <laughs> Do you feel like um, it's a little bit hard to pinpoint a specific genre because nowadays all the genres are blending together? Yeah, I th well, in in the internet age of making music, it's 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 kind of almost pointless to talk about genres, really, because yeah, as you say, there's a, there's a huge amount of transference. Like when genres were really relevant to talk about, that was when they were also kind of geologically or geographically, sorry, geographically cited. So, you know, you get like your hardcore scene yeah. and wherever you get your kind of like tech techno scene in Berlin, you know. So that's what that's when the genres are more important because the genres told you as much about who the people were and who they were working with and kind of their, their cultural reference right. points as they did literally just the, the you know, the, the basic stylistic elements of the music. Where did the uh, where did the name Kiro BC come from? Um, it's the, the BC is my is my last name. Um, and you know, I'm called Gus BC, but we kind of, we were talking about this idea of how, cause I, I kind of like run a lot of small side projects and kind of find it quite hard to stay focused on one thing. So I was talking to a friend about how it's kind of like, I've got all these weird multiple personalities and, um, I was reading the new Murakami novel. There's a character in it who's who's called who's called Kuro, which means like shadow, or or dark, in Japanese. So it's kind of like a, mm -hmm. this this project's kind of like the uh, like a like a mirror image of me in some way, like a like a multiplication of me. Right. All the all the stuff that I do is is like really weirdly varied as well. Like I kind of I've, I'm like doing like mm -hmm. a deep house thing at the moment, and I was doing a dance hall thing a while back. And now, uh, yeah, doing this. So when you're writing your music, I'm always curious with electronic music, do you do the vocals first or do you come up with like a beat and a melody and do the vocals afterwards? Like what's your writing process like? Um, I guess it's, it's, it's pretty much borne out by having the availability of so much cheap and easy recording <laughs> technology. I usually start right. with um, like writing songs on a piano and kind of get a very loose form of a of a track just on the piano most of most of the songs on artifice and before when i was doing balderby stuff as well were were like piano based pop songs essentially but just kind of like bashed and twisted and warped through digital manipulation and it becomes like a weird feedback loop where you kind of like you know you record a little hook and then that works so you build other stuff around it and then you come back and you know you slot that in and add a little bit extra around it kind of make a big it's like a framework that actually uh, segues into my next question um how your approach to making your music changed since joining color station um it's it's been pretty much the same to be honest um i i kind of i have lots of friends which make music down here and I've always been really bad at working with other people when making music I can find it quite a challenge to submit to someone else's kind of agenda you know just plugging away by myself 
and like playing stuff to my friends and then being like, oh yeah, that's cool, that's cool, that's not that's not so good, maybe lose that bit kind of thing. But recently I've been trying a bit more to kind of make it a bit more of an involved process and actually work with you know my friends that make that make music. It's more it's more just yeah. that I, I work really quickly and I quite I find it quite hard to like defer to other people. Like when I when I know like mm-hmm. where where I want to go and I can I could kind of get it done. Right, you don't need someone on top of you being like, "Oh, we need that sample." Yeah, yeah. Do, is, that, is that the right level of detuning between those two saw waves? You know, is that is that right? Mm-hmm. Could we go for a twelve <laughs> decibel octave filter here rather than the twenty-four? You know, those kind of yeah. questions. I don't know any uh, record label speaks, so that's the fastest thing I could get from my brain. <laughs> Have you been inspired by things from all over the world? Are you mostly inspired by like Euro music or like what do you take inspiration from when you're creating your music? Well, I I don't really listen to very much music like music that I make. I try not to because one it's really depressing because it's usually a lot better than anything you could make to start with. Uh and two, there's not much music this this kind of sounds like a sad indictment of the music that I make in a way. There's not much music that's similar to what I make that I like very much. I pretty much almost exclusively listen to quite weird electronic music. Mostly listen to techno and um like drone stuff. Uh and kind of old electro disco every now and again. But yeah. So then I'm guessing you're not I guess, a fan I guess, of the current uh crop of popular music right now. I wouldn't I d- I, d- I don't know if that's true. <laughs> I quite like I quite like the last FKA Twigs album. That was that was really good. I enjoyed that a lot. Uh is well, I liked One O Tricks Point Never. That's yeah. That's up in the that's up in the charts, oh, cool. right? <laughs> I think that might be more of a European thing. I don't even think that's that uh that's that popular over here. We we have the um interesting choices of Iggy Azalea and uh, One Direction. Although they're, I guess, British, so I'm sure you're quite familiar with One Direction. We, I was actually having a conversation with my... I was at, there's this massive Royal Botanical Gardens in London that I went, went to go and visit the other day. And we were walking around the Azalea Garden, in fact. And I was having a conversation with my girlfriend. I was like, what happened to Iggy Azalea? Like, what, does she, what does she do? Because she's just like... She's not, she's not like in the charts or like on the TV... Like you normally expect her to be on like Big Brother. Do you, do you, gonna, do you guys know what Big Brother yeah, is? Yeah, we have that here. Yeah. Yeah, you normally expect someone like that to be on Big Brother or something by now. Yeah. But she's not that. I, <laughs> like, what's happened to her? I would actually rather listen to an Azalea rapping than Iggy Azalea, like an actual Azalea. I don't think we have weed powerful enough to create that uh, that imagery for the music. <laughs> um. So your music is sort of like dark, soulful. Like it's obvious you feel a lot uh, and you put that out on your records. Uh, And this is sort of an off-the-cuff question, but do you smoke a lot of weed? Sorry? Do you smoke a lot of weed? That was a... Alana just had a really um, (laughs) wordy way of asking. We're just going to get right to the point. It sounds like you smoke a lot of weed. Uh, (laughs) You reckon? I don't don't know, man. I don't know. I think... I think... um, I definitely have friends that smoke a lot more weed than That's I do. That's a short answer of saying yes. Everybody has friends that smoke more weed than they do. Uh, 
that's that's the first time anyone has ever just straight up asked me if I smoke a lot of <laughs> weed as a result of listening to our music. I mean, I kind of ask everybody that. I don't. I don't know if that's that's interesting that that's the um, that's the that's like the overriding kind of thing that you'd get. Most people would just say, "Are you really? Are you really sad? <laughs> are you really depressed?" But no, this is more like, "Do you smoke a lot of weed?" Uh, I think that weed sort of helps a lot of people with a creative process. Like, people like to smoke and just zone out in whatever their field is. You know, write for hours, make music for hours, edit movies for hours. Um, you know. Yeah. Although I, I really, I really tend to. I tend to stay pretty pure when I'm making music. <laughs> mm-hmm. Tend to, yeah. I find it hard to. I find it quite hard to concentrate if I'm in any way diverted. So um, yeah, yeah. I mean, I probably just end up hours looking, spend hours looking at plants. I grow quite a lot of plants. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I'd probably spend more time doing that than making music if I was to constantly be getting stoned. So I tend to eat a lot of macaroni and cheese when I'm stoned. Yeah, well, just to see how much, see how much macaroni and cheese you can eat. Fuck yeah, that's my Friday night most of the time. <laughs> just, uh, just constantly. Is you like a like a competition eater? Like you're training throughout the week, eating slowly larger I mean, and I'm larger meals. I'm not actually meals. in competition. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm not actually in competition, but I tend to just eat a lot and pretend that I am. Yeah, personal best. <laughs> it's hard to believe I'm single. <laughs> <laughs> so, do you do li- like do you play live? What's your um? How do people come see you? Like, what's your setup like? Um. Well, I'd, I I play a couple of different projects live. Um, I haven't actually played a Kiro BC show live yet. I play as Wildebeest um, around London, and that's that's kind of um, weirder. That's more kind of house oriented, I guess, but still kind of weird R and B in a way. And when I play live, it's just play for like a like an hour or so, and mostly in kind of club settings. I've got a friend who's a video artist, Niall Niall Trask. He's actually doing some visuals at Glastonbury this year for um, oh, awesome. for a band called uh, Flamingots, which he's been on tour with for a while. And so he does some he does some projections that we kind of work on, um, kind of vaguely together. I say work on together. He presents some ideas, and I say, yeah, those are good. And uh, yeah, so he does he does projections and stuff, and I kind of do my do my weird, messy, loud house kind of thing. But um, uh, where can people that are listening to this find your music? What's the best way to to check you out? Well, um, obviously, I'm on I'm on SoundCloud as Kuro BC, or you can find me on Facebook as Kuro BC. Um, Kuro BC Music, I think, on Facebook actually. Um, Obviously, I'm up on all of the, the the websites thanks to Troy at Color Station doing a great job getting me on iTunes and Spotify and whatnot. So, yeah, if you want to listen to shout music, out it's to out Troy there. for hooking this up. Yeah, shout out to Color Station. Thank you so much. My voice is already lost. <laughs> well, thank you guys. Thanks for taking the time to ask me questions about how much weed I smoke and <laughs> how much mac and cheese I eat. Consider it an honor. I only ask people that, <laughs> the people that I like. I don't ask people I don't like about those things. Okay, good, good. All right, take care. All right, you too. See you later. All right, so that was our interview with Kiro BC. He was a super fun dude to talk to. 
We're going to end this show with a song from Kuro. Uh, the song is called Rooms. Thanks for listening.